0: This is Ethan, and I'm here with Dave, and together we are Dave and Ethan's Two Thousand Inch Weird Al
1: Podcast, Episode Twenty Eight Inch. On this episode, we interview Evan and Michael Gregory from the musical comedy quartet, The Gregory Brothers. It's Dave and Ethan's
2: Two Thousand Inch Weird Al Podcast. It's
1: a podcast about Weird Al.
2: It's Dave and Ethan's
1: Two Thousand Inch Weird Al
2: Podcast.
3: Seriously, the whole podcast is
2: about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's
1: You don't
2: have
3: to listen, but we're glad
1: you are. Hey guys, this is Frank the Bank Sanchez calling to say that I love episode number 27. It's absolutely awesome listening to all that cool stuff that Bermuda brought in. Anyway, cheers guys. Good job. Bye. Well, our episode twenty seven inch was a huge hit, Ethan. Yeah,
0: I am so thrilled that people enjoyed it as much as we did putting it together. You know, we've just been overwhelmed with the positive reviews and feedback. And, you know, we thank everyone who took the time to like the podcast, comment on our posts, sending us a private message or email or telling Frank he did a good job. And people even called in to the three four seven spatula
1: hotline to let us know how much They liked the episode, and they still can. If you haven't heard it yet, our guest was none other than John Bermuda Schwartz, and he brought with him just a ton of rare, unreleased Weird Al audio. It was so amazing. The number of unheard clips and brand new
0: songs, it blew me away. And I got to say, my favorite was Hot Beats. I cannot get that song out of my head. (laughs) It's literally just those two words, and it has been in my head nonstop.
1: (laughs) I don't know what my favorite is because I'm still taking them all in. I mean, I love, love that homemade version, the full version of the Al TV theme. And I just cannot get a matter of crust out of my head (laughs) see you know those little songs Al maybe you had something there (laughs) you should have done it more than once I wonder what the full version of Hot Beats would be would it just be Hot Beats for like three minutes (laughs) that's how it is in my head (laughs) (laughs) except much longer than three minutes beats.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hot beats. <laughs> <laughs> of course, if you didn't hear it or if you want to hear all the magic again, the only way to hear them is if you somehow have access to Bermuda's personal archive or if you listen to Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, specifically episode
1: 27-inch. And if you haven't heard that episode yet, go on over to 2000inch.com where you can hear it as well as every back episode we've done and you can also subscribe to Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al podcast there. We're on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: And you know what else we got overwhelmed with, Dave, is the positive reviews and feedback for our brand new Patreon page.
1: Oh, you mean Patreon.com slash 2000 Inch? Yeah, Patreon.com slash 2000 Inch. Well, to celebrate our launch on Patreon.com slash 2000 inch this month we're going through our files and posting a ton of stuff on that patreon.com slash 2000 inch patreon.com slash 2000 inch so far we've posted two secret episodes the promo from mr lawrence aka plankton himself and a sneak peek at strings attached bonus episode 21 centimeter the very first show that you and i were together at In Seattle, all this and more only available on Patreon.com/slash2000inch for our Patreon subscribers, and that's Patreon.com/slash2000inch. Patreon.com/slash2000inch. Well, for Patreon.com/slash2000inch,
0: we're going to keep recording more secret episodes, more bonus clips and outtakes, and fun surprises. Head over to Patreon.com/slash2000inch for details on how to support us.
1: Including sponsoring the podcast. Speaking of sponsors, Ethan, we have our first sponsor, Burrito Burrito, a great vegan Mexican restaurant in Troy, New York.
0: This week's episode brought to you in part by vegan Mexican restaurant Burrito Burrito in Troy, New York, home of the two pound double wrapped in a quesadilla burrito burrito. Come on down to Burrito Burrito and Burrito Burrito, your burrito burrito. Find them at burritosquared.com and at burrito squared on Instagram. And remember, not every burrito is a burrito 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 but every burrito 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 can be burrito burritoed. you can say that again <laughs> <laughs> and you know as someone who's frequented that location it makes sense <laughs> it makes sense what that says because if you burrito burrito your burrito 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 it's like a super size at McDonald's the first time I got the giant burrito 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 burritoed, it was seriously like longer than my arm And it was amazing. (laughs) And as a vegetarian, as I know Al is... It's amazing. I love that place. I was so happy to have them on as a sponsor.
1: That's awesome. That sounds so cool. <laughs> so Dave, let's do an AL News update. Yeah. So last week, Judy Tenuta got her star in Palm Springs. That is
0: so cool. I wonder, did any of our listeners go? I didn't hear from anyone in the 347
1: Spatula hotline. Well, if any of our listeners went, please report back 347 Spatula. Know what else happened last week, Ethan? Judy Tenuta had her birthday. Happy birthday, Judy. Happy birthday, Judy it could happen (laughs) (laughs) I know you and I frequent eBay a lot totally always looking for brand new weird Al stuff there is a great auction up there right now lunch
0: with Weird Al how cool is that I wonder if you could have lunch with Weird Al at Burrito Burrito in Troy New York I think you could Uh, except I think it says it has to be LA
1: well maybe they could fly burritos out from Troy New York (laughs) out to LA and you could eat them with Al they're vegan that would be awesome (laughs) All right, now I'm going to go bid on it, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good luck on that, because it's already over 2,000 inches. I mean, over (laughs) $2,000.
0: That is so cool. If I had a bunch more money, I would totally do that. Because you can bring a friend with you. And, you know, Dave, of course, I would bring your wife, Jackie,
1: because she's a great Weird Al fan. Oh, yeah. I mean, she loves vegan burritos, so absolutely. (laughs) This is cool, because this auction does support injured veterans, so... It's worthy cause.
0: Such a great cause. I can't wait to see how much it actually goes for, because
1: really, a lunch with Weird Al is priceless. You know what else is priceless, Ethan? This week's guests. Yeah. (laughs) Evan and Michael from the Gregory Brothers. And we talk all about how they came to work with Al on their viral hit, Bad Hombres, Nasty Women. We are
0: super excited to have the Emmy Award nominated comedy music group, the Gregory Brothers. We got Evan and Michael. Gregory, how's it going, guys? Going great. Thanks for
3: having us. Good to be here. Thanks for that nice intro. I I like saying Emmy award losing cuz it sounds like so <laughs> like heartbreak. Actually, actually it sounds kind of cool.
2: I don't want to like dwell on the introduction really. We're just getting started in this podcast, but there was a, a tantalizing pause right after you said Emmy that implied winning and then you dropped it down to nominated. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll edit out that pause in the in post. <laughs> <laughs> No, I I, loved I was, it so much. I hope you edit it back in twice. Okay. <laughs> you know, the pause, I'll give you I'll give you some inside speak since we're going there. The the pause was because I said Emmy and then I was thinking, oh wait, was it Grammy or was it Academy Awards? Because you guys have worked or done something with the Emmys, the Grammys, and the Academy Awards. It's essentially an egot. At this point. (laughs) (laughs) That's very flattering. We have been really lucky to
2: get to work in some cool places just because when we first kind of appeared on the scene, what we were doing was so new that other people just wanted to ask us to do it for their thing. So, yeah, we did produce a short for the Oscars several years back and was a major career highlight for us.
0: That is so cool. And then that is what was nominated for an Emmy.
2: Yes, yeah, so there's some irony there, that you
3: produce a, a segment that airs on the Oscars, and then that segment <laughs> is
2: nominated for an Emmy.
1: There's, there's got to be a new
3: word for an EGOT for something that is one thing. You know what I mean? Like a chain reaction. Right. Of like, yeah, winning an Emmy for yeah. something you did for the Academy Awards, then winning a Grammy. If and we then- sang
2: our acceptance speech at the Emmys, that acceptance speech could win a Grammy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's made into a film. And it's made into a musical which wins the Tony. <laughs> I, I think we got someday. a new
0: goal for you guys. <laughs> I'm glad we have this little talk. Yeah. And then maybe you can songify the musical into just a whole new just it can keep going and going and going into more. A Webby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a we got. Uh that would be great. <laughs> So on your website, you have a very specific paragraph. You don't like when people ask about the origin of the name, the Gregory Brothers. But I mean, to me, the Gregory Brothers makes perfect sense. But what I would love to know the origin of is the name of your YouTube channel,
2: uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, thanks for asking. I mean, it, it's true that Gregory Brothers is is somewhat self-explanatory uh, <laughs> since Michael, Michael and I are actually brothers. But it, it is actually more confusing than that because when we perform, we're performing with our other brother, Andrew, which is already more brothers than you usually get in a brother's right. group. But also <laughs> with uh, my wife, Sarah, which like really threw people for a loop, which is why we always end up talking about it. But um, the word Shmoyoho, which is uh, just a nonsense word with accent on the "yo," came from Michael's AOL
3: Instant Messenger handle.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs>
3: yeah, it's just a dumb made-up word, uh, like within a dumb made-up language, and, and, you know, like kind of an inside joke of like calling yourself and friends really dumb names. Yep. Like, uh, I had a friend who his name was Tub Drive. I don't even know, like, the origin of his name. It was kind of like, like Matrix names, except instead of sounding cool, not that they all sounded cool, like they had names like Mouse. But, like, you know, <laughs> in the original Matrix, instead of being, like, Neo, we had dumb names like Shmoyoho and Tub. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: love it. <laughs> once I mean, once the stuff starts going viral and taking off, is there a point where you're, like, you know, do we change our group name to Schmoyoho or do we change the YouTube to Gregory Brothers for like a consistency or you know, is did that ever come up or has it always just been the two?
3: Oh yeah, of course. And and you know, you have channels that are kind of more ready for that to happen and they're they, they have a name like film productions or, you know, they, they like X name production or films or something like that right. and you're like, this person was ready. Like, they knew, <laughs> <laughs> they knew there was a possibility their videos could be big something like
2: that. You know, we started so long ago, it's like that possibility is not even in our minds. So yeah, you just start an account with a nonsense word or, or whatever <laughs> and, you know, going viral was not a thing that was on our radar, and then for some <laughs> reason we just we just stuck with it. And after a certain amount, it's like well, we had too much inertia. We did do a lot of thinking about other other naming conventions. Like for a long time, our most famous series was called Auto Tune the News, in which we were talking about how we would take the news and current events and apply uh pitch correction like Auto Tune cr- to create a song. And eventually, we were like, we can't be beholden to Auto Tune's brand name. So we started calling our videos Songify This and Songify
3: The News and sh- sort of like using that word right. as a verb for what we were doing. Yeah, when we started, I-, I literally didn't even know that autotune was a trademarked word. So I was like, oh, yeah, autotunes! like uh, it's just a-, a word that means the thing. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, yeah.
1: So before we get a little bit further on this, can you just explain for somebody who has not seen your videos what exactly you guys are doing?
3: Sure. Yeah. So the most popular series were Auto-Tune the News, now Songify the News, and then Songify this. And we take the spoken word like somebody on a newscast or a viral video, a meme, and we turn it into a song. So, you know, some of the big ones, for example, have been the double rainbow song. It was a video of a person witnessing a double rainbow in Yosemite or close to Yosemite National Park. And we turned that into a song. We also did it with uh, Shia LaBeouf, Just Do It monologue. So that sort of thing (laughs) translates really well into song because the person may be uh, speaking really melodically or shouting. And we could take some pop or rock genre and just make it fit does that make sense
0: i think it makes perfect sense (laughs) but i'm also familiar (laughs) with your music so (laughs) i wanted to ask you about the song came out this summer uh called pizza time and it's amazing i mean where did that idea come from
2: (laughs) (laughs) oh thank you so yeah so so glad you're a fan so, it's hard to explain Pizza Time to a non-viewer, but we'll try to do it <laughs> okay. in podcast form here because there's about there's maybe like three different layers of what's going on here. One <laughs> is one is our signature style of taking spoken words, recordings of human speech and transforming them into song using music software and craftsmanship. In this particular case, the source material is toby mcguire as spider-man <laughs> now so that's that's layer one we're making a song out of spider-man movies but layer two is this uh is this item from spider-man movie in which he showed up in this in this scene as kind of a surprise and with uh as a way to get into that building what was the building he's trying to get into in uh, that scene
3: where he delivers the pizzas uh I the the building's not important. It's just a pizza delivery right. and he doesn't want to get fired. So he has to do it within thirty minutes. Right. So he's using his spider he's using his spider powers
2: to just like successfully deliver and just be a be a pizza delivery guy. And he shows up and he goes, Pizza time. And for some reason that that one moment that one moment sort of became uh, a meme uh, in the, uh, what would you call that that corner of our culture, meme lords and, and <laughs> meme culture. Ad- they, right. ad- they adore pizza time because it's just a really funny, dumb moment. And right. there's a
3: pretty strong Raimi memes community. Raimi yes. memes being like memes centered around that trilogy, Spider-Man 1 through 3, that he directed. Because it had such a goofy and pleasant heart. Yeah, it was more like, you know, the 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 movies right now which I think the the new Spider-Man movies are really good, but they're more like winking and uh like kind of self-aware whereas Raimi was uh I mean definitely <laughs> self-aware sometimes, but more more earnest uh, and yeah. allowing the movies to be cheesy, which produced great memes. So that's layer
2: 2 is just adoring the meme of of pizza time. And then layer 3 is basically we reimagined the Spider-Man movies uh as if <laughs> as if Toby Maguire's Spider-Man was always trying to find pizza time everywhere. So anytime, any scene that's important in the trilogy, uncle Ben giving him this lecture or, or whatever it is, uh, you, you, to, Spider-Man always re- replies with pizza time and finds any excuse to talk about, to talk about pizza time. So the end result is this, is this song that we made called pizza time. That's, uh, well, all I can say is I'm glad you're a fan. Yeah, it's hilarious. I mean, like, not
0: only is the song great and catchy, but you've you've taken like like you said scenes and you've recut the audio. So he's saying pizza time. You've also pasted like his face, so his face is moving and saying it's pizza time. It's just it's. I mean, as a fan of those films, I mean, I I don't think that people should crap on them as much as they do. I I think they were great. I mean, Weird Al even did a song about the first one. I, I just, I love that it's kind of coming back. I love the, the movement for these films because they, they definitely do deserve a place in popular culture. Unlike the Andrew Garfield ones, those were crap.
3: <laughs> I'm a staunch advocate for making Spider Man 4 because we're living in a time where you could do simultaneous Spider Man. You know, yes. you can have Spider Verse and uh, the Marvel Spider Man, and nobody's confused like, wait, why are there two? Right. Just had a third one. I mean, they already had it. Tobey Maguire, Kirsten Dunst. They got to continue the story. Yeah, what can I say?
2: As Spider Man said, with great power comes great pizza time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I remember him <laughs> saying that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, since we touched on Weird Al, we've got to ask you about the video that you have with Weird Al in it Bad Homebrace, Nasty Women.
2: Yes. We're you know, we're blessed to have Weird Al make an appearance in our in our portfolio of videos. So we talked about Songify the News, which is this whole category of videos that we've been doing for years and years, where we take the current events and make them into a song or a musical collage of some kind. And, and one thing we got really into um, years ago was like really focusing on the presidential elections cycles, because that's when people are paying the most attention to politics and a a fun way to do that for us was to make videos music videos out of each presidential debate (laughs) right in that final that final run up to the election when everyone's like on pins and needles and so we would stay up all night and cut audio and cut video from each debate turning it into a, a song and as we developed this idea we did this thing where we would substitute ourselves or a guest in. Uh, as the moderator for the debate, and that's right. what we did in 2016 yep. with Weird Al. We we had met <laughs> him uh, a couple years before, I guess, kind of randomly, like at a book signing or something, and then just sort of stayed in in touch and reached out. Hey, would you want to take part in this? And f- fortunately, we had a, a track record where he knew what we were up to and looked at it and said, Yes, oh, I'd love to do this. So. Um, that's what we invited him to do is moderate virtually the debate between Donald Trump and, and Hillary Clinton.
0: And it's such a incredible song and and it was so unexpected. I remember it just dropping and just like freaking out because it's effectively this new weird Al song out of nowhere. And it's, it's so funny. It was so topical. What was the timeline on that? Was it like a, a quick turnaround to get that recorded and get Al on board? Or how did that work?
3: Our turnaround on those videos, uh, Are really fast. We do them overnight. So we watch the debate. We stay up all night, try to drop them in the morning or just as soon as we can. Now for Weird Al's turnaround, we we have a little more time to plan it because we know it's going to be what the debate's going to be about. We know what the hot button issues are. And so we can plan the questions in advance. I think we probably wrote a few more questions than we needed, and then we just knew we could cut. We could cut a few, yeah, a few like if the answers were weak.
2: Right. So even though the night of the debate, we're staying up late and working with all the Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton footage. Weird Al stuff is already in the can. So we mm, we predict. Okay. Oh, wow. We pr- we predict what stuff they're going to talk about in the debate. We write the questions for Weird Al, and uh, so we shot it that previous week i guess this is the most interesting behind the scenes tidbit we did not set foot in the same room with al
0: no way i was gonna ask you that
2: isn't that shocking and in fact we were going to he was going to come to our studio the week before because he was in new york for a show or something like that and then basically something came up and we and we couldn't make it work and he had to go back to la but fortunately we have a mutual friend in the creators of epic rap battles of history in oh. which Weird Al had already appeared, and we've known Pete and Lloyd for uh, a million years. So that, that clicked with us. We were like, who do we know? Oh, how could we still make this work? We really want to still make this collab work. So we called up Pete and Lloyd. They said, of course, yeah, we will help you guys a drop of the hat. like No, no money changed hands or, or anything. Right. We, just, we, called up, we called up Al and just basically got him down to their studio. And, of course, they do tons of green screen. Like, they get it, you know. So we just gave them a full script, a creative brief on, like, this is how we're going to shoot it. And then one of one of the funniest parts is that Weird Al asked us for a lead sheet, which means actual sheet music for his part written out. <laughs> okay. Which... Which, of course, we never do, because a lot of times we're working with non musicians or we're just working with ourselves and right. and we already know the piece, but but he's a real musician <laughs> with like a lot of credibility who doesn't need to like study and memorize it in advance. If we just printed out the sheet music, he'd just do it cold. Of course, he nailed it, but that's how that's how it went down. so even though we talked a lot in advance with Al about how it was going to work. We didn't actually shoot in the same room. He did it all in the wow. studios
3: of ERB.
0: Did he record the vocals separate from the video, or was it all just recorded together?
3: Yeah, separate from the video. And I think they did it all, like, that was also with Pete and Lloyd, right? Okay. Yeah, and Dante. In, oh, like, yeah. Dante. They did
2: it the same day. Pete, Lloyd, Dante did it all, all in one session. And that's typically how, how we work and how any conventional music video would work. You know, you get the music done first, and then you shoot video to, uh, to lip sync Mm-hmm. especially if you go if you go back and listen to uh the track you'll hear sort of a chorus of owl voices to really beef up the sound and make it sound ominous it's yeah. <laughs> it, it has this you know like choral scary sound to it so he sang it first and got that recorded and then went on the green screen especially because we're like for for the shoot we were blowing him with leaf blowers and fans and stuff so it wouldn't have been practical to to right. sing on a microphone in that environment yeah when it looks like he's in hell and there's sparks and stuff flying around everywhere that's because there's someone right off camera with a leaf blower that's great <laughs> and a flamethrower yeah, <laughs> a flame right they didn't, they didn't burn his hair off and
3: he he ad-libbed the end the end line which i love it cracks me up every time when he's like is this my wind yeah this is just
2: for me yeah cool okay
3: and and his yeah he ad-libbed that and just the way he does the intro cracks me up too like uh you know anytime i see that part just the abruptness of the first note
0: Yeah. yeah so if there were additional questions does that mean there's additional al singing music out there?
3: Oh, you mean because there are some questions we just threw in the trash? Yeah. I'm 75% sure there is, because pretty much for any debate, we'll have- too many questions but you know two or three too many yeah we've
2: cut one or two every year and for every debate so I haven't really thought about that but yeah we are probably sitting on some rare footage that in fact I'm gonna need to go take a break and send that to the Smithsonian so I'll be right back
0: I I think the closest thing to a a Smithsonian in the Weird Al community is my co-host Dave's house Uh, (laughs) you know we would love to hear that or or see that if you're ever going to put it out and the other thing I would love to see is a physical release for that Songify the Election albums. Um, I would love to add that to my Weird Al collection. Do you, oh, collect on,
3: you collect on vinyl or CD or tape?
0: Any physical release I'll have. I mean, obviously the digital stuff, but you know, Dave and I, we, we go hardcore. If, if you come out with a, a cassette, a CD, a vinyl, and an 8-track, we're going to get them all. Well, yeah, this is inspiring. You gotta we, be thorough. Yeah, we've never done an eight track, and this is reason enough to do it. <laughs> I would love that. I don't, <laughs> uh, damn, I don't believe Al has any eight tracks. No, there are no Weird Al eight tracks, so this would be a first. You could have an extended version of the song with the brand new audio, and the only way people could listen to it. It's with an 8-track player. (laughs) 8-track (laughs) player.
2: And the only place you can get an 8-track player is
3: if you have a vintage car.
0: Right. (laughs)
3: It sounds like when people bought the Wii U just for Mario Kart. Right.
2: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Exactly. <laughs> you know, one other thing I can share from that production is when we got all the footage in the can, it's all delivered back to us, and the debate actually happens. So we're working frantically that night to put the whole thing together. And when, when that's happening, the three of us are all like in our own streams, keeping in touch, but all like dialed into our own role. So Michael is mixing the final track, Andrew is cutting the video, and I'm doing the visual effects. Oh, cool. And so Andrew has these multiple takes from. Uh, Weird Al on every single line we're picking the best take cutting it in then he ships it to me to do the green screening Uh, and there was one uh, particular line where he's like ah Al nailed the beginning of this but in take two I have to use the end Uh, this sucks can I hide a cut in the middle of this well let me just try it and see what happens and basically we've never seen any other performer do this but Al replicated his performance so perfectly oh in God. both takes, well, there's, a, there's a cut hidden in the middle of the shot with no cutaways. Oh, it's my two, God. It's two shots while, while Al is like gyrating, basically, and there's a cut hidden in the shot. I'll is find it later. End, right? I'll, fi- I'll find it later and send you a, a, a time code so you can link it.
1: Please do. Oh, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that
3: was there until Andrew told me. Because usually we just cut away. Right. If we're using a different tape.
0: I mean, leave it to Al, the genius of Al, of making your your lives easier, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was thinking ahead to the edit. He was. <laughs> now, Al
1: usually does not get political. So were there any you know, concessions that you had to make to get him to agree to this? Or did he have any edits to the script that you sent him?
3: Uh, No, I I, I don't think so. I mean, I I think this was presented to—we did a couple other collaborators, and I think when we presented it to people, we said, look, sometimes we have a really strong point of view that kind of, like, takes a stance, but generally for these debate videos, we just kind of neutrally have a moderator— and allow mm. what they say to to stand for itself. Because we feel like that, it sends a stronger message. Like, yes, we're still selecting what is said because you're making a, a three-minute song. So people could say, oh, you cherry-picked this or that. And it's like, well, yeah, we had we didn't want to make a two-hour video. So <laughs> right. we, we had to delete delete some of the footage. And we were fortunate because I think Al already knew that about our portfolio. He'd probably
2: seen some of our previous debates or, or whatever. So he kind of got that we're not going to come out and say... You know, either Trump is great or Trump sucks. And instead, we're just we're, we're trying to replicate what a moderator would do, but do it in a funny, pithy way so that he's then setting up the candidates to speak for themselves. Right.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So I felt really good about what we were able to do with the video, because sometimes when you take away all the bite, uh, it makes it like really unfunny. You know what I mean? But it w- we were able to uh, and the way he delivered it to to make questions that were really funny, but still leave the moderator
0: neutral. Mm -hmm. Have you considered songifying Weird Al stuff like... UHF or, or, like, Spatula City or, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I think those would be amazing. I, I would love to do, like,
3: we don't need no stinking badgers. Yes!
2: <laughs> you know when that did come up is uh, a year ago we went to this event called Fest of Al in yes. Denver. That was, like, uh, you guys weren't there, were you?
0: We were not, no, but we're very familiar uh, oh with Oh, man. Yeah, we're very familiar. You would have
2: flipped. I, th- I think they're going to do it again next year, so consider it. Anyway, it was the inaugural one, small and intimate, but very fun with with dedicated fans. So we talked about different pieces of UHF that we loved and like the the commercials are like ripe yeah. for t- turning into a song because they always include some amazing catchphrase, which is the same thing you're looking for when you're like distilling something into <laughs> lyrics. But, uh, yeah, we did a performance there and, and played a live version of the Bad Ombré's Nasty Women. And we covered Melanie and then just did some other stuff from our catalog.
1: Oh, that's so fun. Yeah, while we were off the air, I don't know if you want to retell this story or not, or maybe our intern can edit it in. But you guys talked about the software that you use and how it crashes often. So for my own personal reference, how many times did it crash for Weird Al song?
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, good question. <laughs> Uh, it's probably not on this drive. It would be like in some archived drive. So I'm not sure. But there's a good chance that it crashed because we have a ton of like creepy choir members going, "Schmiko beep toss in the background. <laughs> yeah, we have this. Toss, Clinton toss, Schmeekel beep toss. To make it extra scary, we
2: added all this fake Latin, like a Gregorian chanting <laughs> choir background vocals. And once once you get like a whole bunch of you know we got like fifty or sixty tracks going in this audio session, then it's liable to, to start crashing. Of course. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> Michael, you talk about the fake Latin, and I'll I'll look it up, see how many crashes. We have. Okay, yeah,
3: yeah, it's likely a crash at least uh, once or
0: twice. <laughs> yeah, the,
3: the the fake Latin is usually just derived from uh, candidate names. I, the the first time we did this track was like Romney toss, Obama toss.
0: <laughs> and then maybe something about maybe something about cheetos as well <laughs> i love that <laughs> now you guys have this amazing patreon that people can support and they can get all your, your songs including you know unreleased stuff but then there's even a level where you can get the stems of songs is the weird owl bad hombres nasty women makes is that something that's available as a stem oh is that available
3: Surely it must be. I can't remember if we had a Patreon at that time. We started that fall, so it'd, okay. it'd be right around the time and we I think it's started likely, offering that. Yeah, it's likely that the stems of those are up, but I'm not sure. We always knew that, you know, people with uh, a remix state of mind would probably gravitate towards our our Patreon. So we thought that would be like a good a good thing to have up there, you know. In addition to the karaoke tracks and the the full tracks.
0: Yeah, I, I love that idea, and I, I would love to even be able to hear the isolated like chants that you guys are talking about. <laughs> it sounds so hilarious because you know there's yeah, so much I, going yeah. on, you might not catch some of that stuff. Well, I have them
2: right here. I'll send them to you. You can edit them into the podcast.
0: Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> we awesome. will. We shall do that. We'll have our intern Frank do that.
3: <laughs> that way, somebody can finally do the trap remix. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> So I have to assume you guys grew up Weird Al fans.
2: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, big time. I was, I was actually, I've, I've spent so much time in, in recent years, like listening to his singles from like the YouTube era, basically. But coming on this podcast today really made me reflect on how Weird Al was some of the first couple cassettes that I owned in the 80s. And in fact, it hit me today that even worse is the first album I ever heard on a Walkman. You know, like wow. It changed my life. Yeah, I was on a, I was on like a Boy Scout trip or something like that, and this kid had a Walkman, and I was like bored out of my mind, and he let me borrow it, and he had even worse in there, and I basically didn't let him have it back. I just kept it for the rest of the camping trip, <laughs> just listening, just listening to six words long, and in. in in total bliss. That's so great. Yeah, we we listened to a lot of even worse, Dare to Be Stupid, and 3D at at our house. So those are the ones I'm thinking of in particular. But we <laughs> but we
3: stayed fans, and we had all his records from the 90s. Yeah, I mean, we were always giddy when we got to like play the play that music when we're on a road trip with our parents, and we're listening to parents' music. And then they let us like have a song in the rotation, right. or you know, a, an album in the rotation, and we get to listen to Weird Al. It was just the best. And one of the amazing things about it is like how well it ages. You know how when you get older and. You re-listen to something that you loved when you were young, and it might pass your new bar, or it might not. And you know, every single track of Weird Owls like passes that bar, and then you're like understanding all these jokes that you never used to understand. Right? It used to just be funny to you for different reasons. Like you didn't know any of the references; it just sounded cool. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I think that's...
3: maybe maybe you did. It's it's only me that understood like zero <laughs> yeah. percent.
2: No, that was definitely the case when I for the for the early ones, like when I was still a child, basically, and listening to like Rye or the Kaiser or something right. like that. Like it didn't click with <laughs> me until uh, until later. By the time we got to like Alapalooza or something, maybe I probably knew th- those references. But yeah, there's totally a period where it's like these songs stand
3: on their own. I don't have to know the original.
0: Right. No. Totally.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It has like this Pixar quality of transcending generation, and just being a great piece of art. No, no matter who's who's listening.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the great part about Al's music is that it stands alone as a great song, whether you know the references in it or not.
2: Yes, absolutely. I mean, the, the recording and, and mixing is industry standard top quality. So at no point are you like, well, I'm listening to a comedy song that sounds twee and, and weenie, and they're trying to communicate that it's a comedy song uh, with with that technical side of it no it sounds like it might as well be on the on the top 40 other than uh, al's (laughs) delivery um and then of course every every, you know every album has like that the handful of originals which which also stand up melanie was always one of my favorites but but there's a good one on on every record
0: totally now, not to move off, Al, I do want to talk about a, uh, a rule in my house. Whenever we watch stuff on like Netflix or TV where you can skip an intro, we always do, but there is one glaring exception to that rule, and that is for Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Skipping that intro <laughs> wow. is a, a punishable, <laughs> by-death offense, that is the greatest show intro of all time. You guys got to tell me about <laughs> oh, uh, that, what went into that.
3: Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, that's a great compliment. Um, that was another kind of bucket list uh, collaboration for us because we got to work with Jeff Richmond, who wrote the theme with Tina Fey and Robert Carlock. Okay, since they had worked on all the intro stuff, so they wrote the theme, and then they brought us on board to kind of do our thing and <laughs> make it sound like a, you know just like a Shmoel video.
2: Yeah, they they had this idea. The they had the essential idea that oh, let's introduce these characters through a viral video which is both a good shorthand way to sum up what has happened to them, so to get that exposition out to the audience, but then also get the characters through this uh, experience where they've like been exposed to the whole world and then are trying to orient themselves. So the creators of the show already ha- had that in mind when they're writing the show, and they very clearly had our videos as the as the model for how that might play out. Right. Uh, and so then when they actually came to the doing of the thing, somebody that was advising them is basically like, you know how you've imagined a Gregory Brothers video for the opening of this thing? What if we got the Gregory Brothers <laughs> to do the Gregory Brothers <laughs> bit? And they said, oh, right. Yeah. Like we could just call them. <laughs> so so that's kind of how it played out now but uh jeff richmond is tina fey's husband and he's the composer for the show and so he already when they shot that opening scene they knew that they were planning on remixing it uh, already so he had already composed like this is how i want the melody to go it's going to be unbreakable uh they alive damn it and he had the whole melody carved out and then our job is to like execute on it and make it sound great um, and, and so it was an awesome collaboration. And then we got to cut the video as well to like make that intro feel a little bit like a viral video right. uh, so that wow. it would like
3: fit into that world. And they, they totally got that for the verses and for the extended song uh, that sometimes the vocals would not deliver and sometimes they would because the, the spoken voice is weird. Sometimes the contours have great melody and sometimes they don't. Uh, So we took some creative license just in like those those weird parts of the verse and we get to the end and we're like, what's going to be the phrase that takes us back into the hook or something like that. And and sometimes, you know, we ended up surprising ourselves with what we used because um, we had something on paper and maybe you know how people's voice like go into vocal fry sometimes. and it's not melodic. But nobody's thinking about that. Like, I gotta have a great melody when I talk. Right. Uh, so I think something we had on paper, like might not have translated, so we used a different punchline. I, I was, love the way you described it though, because it is true
2: that like even other great intros like Stranger Things or so or something like that, it's just like iconic music. It's it's amazing. But all you're looking at is the text during during that portion. So after you've heard it the first 10 times, it's like a minute of right. boom, 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 beep, beep, boom, 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 boom. So yeah, you just have to skip it. But there, that is something that we have strived for on on Kimmy Schmitz. I'm, <laughs> I'm really I'm glad that you like it. It has become this beloved thing that it's just like a pump up track. So it, yeah, yeah why oh my not god, watch so it?
0: much. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I want you guys to just, any show that I like, just make the theme song, please, so I can just enjoy <laughs> every, every show more. <laughs> oh, the pleasure would be ours. <laughs> the deal. Are there any TV shows that you, you watch and you're just like, oh, I wish that we could do the theme for this? <laughs> um, yeah, great
2: question. Okay, 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 I'll tell you the first thing that came to mind, but this is not a well known show, but it's an Amazon Prime show called Sneaky Pete. Oh, I love you're, that you're show. With yeah. G- with Giovanni Ravisi. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love that show. It's kind of it's kind of campy, but I just love that everyone in the show is lying to each other at right. any <laughs> given time, and so you have to track all the different lies. That's really fun. But the the theme song just kind of doesn't fit, and it the theme song is cut from the same mold as like Breaking Bad and, and Bloodline, and these like gravelly voice with some blues guitar. Oh yeah, oh. <laughs> And it just kind of doesn't fit, but it and is also boring. So that's like two marks against right. it. It'd be better if it was like something twisted and funky that like got you really pumped up instead of pretending that it's like so
0: hardcore. I love that show, and I've watched a lot of it, and I I have no memory of the theme song, and I think that just goes to show that, you know You've, how important you're proving it is. my point. Yes. <laughs> I probably listened to it once and I skip it every time now because there's no point in hearing it again. <laughs> 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 so that's amazing. I mean, I'm so I'm so glad that they had the brilliant idea to just have you guys do it. That that makes me so happy.
2: <laughs> and another great idea I had is you know this there's this old show that nobody ever saw called Cheers. It had this Right. Had this terrible <laughs> theme song. I was thinking, what if the theme song was Bar, Bar, we're in a bar? <laughs> just, i'm still work i'm still workshopping it yeah it's, no i like that there's something about beer though they might not know there's beer in the bar it's a great point i'm not no i'm okay taking notes on this
0: well maybe if <laughs> maybe if you do record that and put it out there people will start watching that show i mean who knows
2: <laughs> good yeah good thank you thank
3: you i appreciate the support It'll be a cult classic <laughs>
1: You have a series of songs that you do called Happy Sad Songs and Sad Happy Songs where you change the key to see how it affects the song. Which Owl songs would you want to change the key to? Oh, great question.
3: <laughs> okay, great Amish question. Paradise could be great because it's so ominous. I mean, that's like the classic ominous hip-hop sort of background <laughs> music. Right. And to make it a happy choir would be great. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, I'd love
1: that! Excellent choice.
3: I mean, I guess, I guess that that only affects the hook, not the not the entire thing. But I think it would still be worth it.
1: <laughs> I would love to hear that.
2: <laughs> it's a great question because we're also talking about what the original song would sound like, and then also the Al parody, right? So one that I thought about when you first asked the question was "I Lost on Jeopardy," <laughs> which is like, I mean, nobody listens to that song. That's that's kind of a deep cut. But that that one is one that I think would get really funny and twisted if you if you set it in, in, in a, a minor key and made it really
0: dark <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have to do this and add it to that 8 track you're putting out because <laughs> I would love to hear that well we
2: definitely need b-sides I mean, we only have the one actual track right. with weird al so if we're oh. gonna fill out a whole eight track we really got to get some material
0: you got the badger song you got uh amish yeah. paradise I think the Lost answer
2: September. is we'll just play a montage of our other material as a polka
0: right hey hey that would be amazing <laughs> well, i really hope you do actually put that out it's not just like uh chatting and joking like no we're being serious here we want that stuff uh (laughs) and we will support it we will also support you on youtube shmoyoho on youtube gregory brothers on facebook twitter instagram gregorybrothers.com you guys have an amazing Patreon out there which may or may not have weird owl stems. I'm
2: going to go and double check after this cuz I know it's around <laughs> the time that we started okay. the Patreon and it it deserves to be out there. It does. So that people can hear <laughs> Weird Owl's vocal performance which is amazing.
0: Yes. I mean he
2: just belts, he just belts the hell out of the song. We didn't give him we didn't like let him sleep through this thing. We gave him some really hard licks and of course he murdered it, but then also if you download the stems you get to hear our fake Latin
0: <laughs> which we will edit into this podcast who knows maybe it's
2: accidentally real latin yeah it could i don't even know latin it's probably it's likely it's real who That's knows true. what trump toast means <laughs> yeah
0: you guys are saying some very offensive things uh you just didn't know it <laughs> cool thanks guys it, this was such a blast talking to you can't wait to check out all the music can't wait to re-listen to pizza time uh, let's be honest.
2: <laughs> oh, thank you guys for having me so much. And thank you for your adoration of pizza time. It's a, it's
3: such a wonderful compliment. <laughs> you made me super hungry for pizza. Yeah, yes. yeah we, we leave very hungry. <laughs> and since we're in New York, where they shot that movie, I've heard, we can go eat at that pizza place. Are you serious? Just, Whoa! Whatever. Oh, I go. mean, it probably doesn't really exist. We should go right now. Go right now.
0: <laughs> you have time.
3: Everybody goes and does the, the shot when he's in front of the Citibank. Yeah. At least now it's at Citibank where he danced, and everyone now recreates it. So we'll go there right now, and eat pizza, and dance.
0: Because it's pizza
2: time. Guys, thank you so much for having us. This is a treat, and also I just want to thank you for the service that you're doing for the world. Ah, thank you.
1: Oh,
3: well, thank you. Likewise. Thank you for your service, and yeah, this is a real pleasure.
1: Wow, thank you, Evan and Michael. You
0: know Dave. Since our conversation with them, they, specifically by us, were inspired to post the previously unreleased Weird Al vocal stem of Bad Hombres Nasty Women to their Patreon. So, of course, I joined right away, and I just love that track, I love the stem, and all their other stuff, like, Pizza Time and, and all the other, really, they've just got amazing music and I love, you know, having all that. So obviously I'm not really going to be remixing their stuff, but it's
1: cool to get to listen to the different stems. So I highly recommend their Patreon. It's been a blast. So what you're telling me is that Dave Nathan's 2000 Inch Weird Al podcast, because of that, there's one more exclusive Weird Al audio released. You know, Dave, we are just
0: on a roll. <laughs> <laughs> If you like us, and we hope you do, please consider supporting our podcast at patreon.com slash 2000inch. It's a great way to tell us thank you for all the free content we provide
1: you every week. And if you like this podcast, please consider going to iTunes and leaving us a five-star review. That's Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird owl podcast on iTunes. And if you didn't like this podcast, why are you listening? We want to thank all of our listeners and especially those who subscribe. Yeah, if you like this podcast, please subscribe. It really means a lot to us. And if you've listened this far in, you might as well subscribe. And we're on iTunes, we're on Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Atari 2600 cartridge, everywhere you can stream podcasts. And don't forget, five-star reviews. You you can check us out on twitter instagram facebook and
0: patreon at 2000 inch 2000inch and 2000 inch.com check out our facebook group join in the discussions about the episodes see exclusive pictures and of course use the hashtag
1: 2000 inch and hashtag gill and chill and don't forget you can always call us at 347 spatula that's 347-772-8852 and leave us a message any time of day or night we love hearing from our listeners. We might even play your message on the air. Speaking of, one of our listeners sent us an amazing 347 spatula hotline voicemail recording. It's daylight. Great song, Zeb. Thanks for sending that in.
0: Check out our Strings Attached bonus centimeter episodes to hear our concert reviews, fan reactions, and we post them early for our Patreon subscribers. That's patreon.com slash 2000inch. And of course, check out a brand new full inch episode every Wednesday.
1: That was Dave Neaton's 2000inch Weird Out Podcast, episode 28.
3: Bring a horse, arms my Chick toss
0: from